0: Hi, guys. This is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and Members Academy. This week, we're looking at a reading, passage two, from the academic test. But it's also useful for general training because the language itself is not difficult. It's in chronological order. So it's very similar to the type of text you'll get in general training, passage three, If you're in the Members Academy, this is just to let you know that it comes from the mock test number one in the academic section. And also, if you're in the Members Academy, a lot of this relates to what we're working on this week, which is advantages and disadvantages, essays. Also, if you joined the YouTube channel during the summer, you might remember we had a question which is very similar to this text. The question was um, the best form of transport for travelling around town. And you had to discuss whether bicycles or buses were better, I think. So this is going to help you and give you a lot of the language and the vocabulary that you need to argue your case very clearly. You know, I strongly, strongly believe that the reading informs everything else in the IELTS test. Reading gives you ideas, it gives you vocabulary, gives you background information that you can use as evidence and examples in both your writing and your speaking test. So, this is called the growth of bike-sharing schemes around the world. And I wonder if you have a bike-sharing scheme in your uh, town or city or capital city. If you've ever been to London, you might have heard of the Boris bikes, Um it's, it would be a good word to use in Task 2 when you're discussing the pros and cons of bike-sharing schemes. If you know that language, the Boris bike, it's it's quite uh, familiar but also less common vocabulary. Sadly, it's named after our Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, who at the time seemed to be quite a good mayor, unfortunately, didn't turn out to be such a good prime minister. So, the subtitle of this is How Dutch Engineer Lud Schimmelpenning, I can't pronounce, helped to devise urban bike-sharing schemes. And as I said it does go chronologically starting from the very first line the original idea for an urban bike sharing scheme dates back to a summer's day in Amsterdam in 1965 and it goes on through the history before I talk about that let me just warn you about the types of question we're looking at and there are lots It's divided into four different sections for questions. The first section, questions 14 to 18, uh, which paragraph contains the following information? So, that's where you have to match paragraphs, not with headings, but with information. So, that means you could have the same paragraph twice. I think that's quite important to say because they say it. They say NB, nota bene. You may use any letter more than once. Um, So some people panic and they say, oh, I've got two Cs, for example. But that's fine in this type of exercise. When you're matching headings, of course, there's only one paragraph for one heading. The next two sets of question ask you to choose two statements from a list of five and the final set is gap fill one word only and of course just copied exactly from the text so as i mentioned this is a personal story of one man's um Fight to get people to use bicycles in the city. So it's a very topical subject. But as we saw, it dates back to 1965 in Amsterdam. And there's an organization called Provo, so there's a capital P, came up with the idea. And it was a group of Dutch activists who wanted to change society. So here comes the good vocabulary. They believed the scheme, which was known as the Witte fitzen Plan, I think Witte means white, was an answer to the threats of air pollution and consumerism. So even that expression, it is an answer to, gives us a lovely synonym for a kind of problem-solution essay or advantage-disadvantage essay. In the centre of Amsterdam, they painted a small number of used bikes white and they distributed leaflets describing the dangers of cars And they left the bikes along, around the city so anybody could use them. That was paragraph A. And then it comes to B to the man called Lude, Lude Schimmelpenning, And he still lives in Amsterdam and he was heavily involved in the scheme. Um, He talks about the problems and how difficult it was. Um, He says the police were opposed to Provost initiatives. That's a good way of describing when you disagree with something. The police were opposed to these initiatives and they they removed the bikes. And then it goes to paragraph C and uh, what does he say? He presented a more elaborate plan. Uh, he wanted to distribute 10,000 white bikes. And he calculated how much uh, money this would save for the council, the municipality. Um, But the council again unanimously rejected the plan, uh, saying that the bicycle belongs to the past. But what I love about this story is this man just did not give up. I absolutely love stories of people who just do not give up. Um, Schimmelpanik in D, this man never stopped believing in bike sharing. And, and this is what I love is that, OK, his own city didn't want it. But then another city, Copenhagen, actually consulted him and they developed the world's first large scale bike share program which worked on a deposit system. So you actually had to give some money and you'd get the money back. I think that's how the Boris bike system works. Um, and because they did that, then he got interest from other places, including his own city. Suddenly the Dutch Ministry of Transport were interested because the times had changed. Good vocabulary here. People had become more environmentally conscious. And they launched the scheme in 1999, but it was no longer free. Unlike the first time, it was no longer free and they had a Dutch bank which helped set up the system. Um, Then there were problems. There's always a problem, isn't there, in an IELTS text. It says the system was prone to vandalism and theft. I love this expression because I think the Boris bike system was repeated, I think, in Manchester in the UK and it was not successful because the system was prone to vandalism and theft. It's a great expression. So, it didn't work. And then um, the biggest blow came when the the partner, Postbank, who supplied the chips, the chip card, decided it wasn't profitable. and they they withdrew their interest. So again, coming to the end, paragraph F, this Schimmelpenin was disappointed, but not for long. because then French advertising company, JC. Deco, wanted to set up the scheme in Vienna, where it went really, really well. And they set it up in Lyon in 2007. Paris followed, and that kind of changed um, the history of bike sharing. It was a huge success in Paris, which now boasts more than 20,000 bicycles. Boasts is a good word. It, it has. Simply, it has in a positive way, more than 20,000 bicycles. Um, So that's all going well. Unfortunately, the man whose idea it was, he says he didn't benefit from it financially. Uh, Final paragraph, summing up, in Amsterdam today, 38% of all trips are made by bike. And with Copenhagen, it is regarded as one of the two most cycle-friendly capitals in the world. Cycle-friendly capital. I like that. That's a nice word. Um, It's not as popular in Amsterdam, apparently, because everybody has their own bike. Um, He still wants to encourage it for people using public transport. And what else does he say? He thinks the mentality has totally changed. I love that. Today, everybody longs longs for cities that are not dominated by cars. I certainly do. I hate cars in cities. Wouldn't that be nice? A a car-free city. The mentality has totally changed. Nice expression. All right. So, that's the gist. Now, I think you would be able to find these answers really quickly just from what I've said. So, the first one, 14, is looking for a description of how people misused a bike-sharing scheme. So, that was an easy one for me. I went straight to that negative problems in paragraph E, where it says, the system, however... Was prone to vandalism and theft. Now, I talk a lot about the language of crime in IELTS, and usually I say you don't have to learn all of these words related to crime. There are hundreds of words related to crime, but you do, of course, need to recognize them. And I also talk about how important noun forms are. to give your uh, voice a more academic tone. So, if you said, for example, lots of people stole the bikes, that's okay. But the problem of theft sounds much more academic. You could say the the bikes were vandalised. That's good. That's passive. But again, prone to vandalism sounds more academic. Um... So the noun forms. I, I I have a whole lesson about them in the Members Academy for you to review, and what a difference it makes to your academic writing. So the question fourteen is paragraph E. People misused the scheme. Now fifteen is an interesting one. When you're matching paragraphs, I always say that there are two parts to match. The first part is like we saw in 14, it said a description. In 15, it says an explanation. In 16, a reference. In 17, an explanation again. And 18, a reference again. So, these key words at the start of the sentence give you an idea of what you're looking for, first of all. So, it could be like a description, an explanation, a a reason, an an argument, um, an an example, things like that. And for 15, we're looking for an explanation of why a a bike-sharing scheme was turned down. So, why did they turn down the scheme? Well, I've mentioned already that it was turned down a few times. So, I think this is quite a tricky one and we've got to look for a place where it was turned down, obviously. Before we do that, turned down is a phrasal verb. Again, one of the myths of academic IELTS is that you don't need phrasal verbs because they are informal. Of course, Some phrasal verbs are informal, but some are like this one are quite neutral, and you have to learn them. And last week in my Instagram, I posted a post about what does turn down mean. So when I put those little posts on Instagram, they look like they're just for fun, but for me, they are really, really ways of helping you in the IELTS test because read so many IELTS texts, I know what, for, what words come up. This was a funny one. It was by one of my favourite uh, Instagram sites, Very British Problems Official. And they, they describe typical British problems in a funny way. And this problem was turning down a cup of tea for no reason and instantly knowing you've made a terrible, terrible mistake. So, I said, I never turn down a cup of tea. And I put a question, do you ever turn down a cup of tea? And it was great because lots of people just didn't know what it means. Turn down means refuse an offer. So, when people say, do you want a cup of tea? I never turn that offer down. I love tea. So, of course, I say yes every time. If I ever turn a cup of tea down, I, I soon realised that it was a terrible mistake. So, phrasal verb, turn down, means to refuse an offer. And lots of my students on Instagram said, oh, they thought it meant something else. They thought it meant um, spill, you know, when you accidentally spill the cup of tea, turn down. That is maybe a literal meaning. You turn the cup Upside down, but turned down is reject an offer. And you could see here that if you don't know what turned down means, then you wouldn't be able to answer this question at all. If you know what it means, you immediately go to the bit where uh, they turned down his suggestion, and it's in paragraph C. The council unanimously rejected. The plan. Rejected. Turned down. And they said the bicycle belongs to the past. That was their explanation. So, 15 is C. Paragraph C. 16. A reference to a person being unable to profit from their work. You can quickly find that where he says, I financially, financially, I didn't really benefit from it because I never filed for a patent. That's paragraph F. An explanation, 17, of the potential savings a bike-sharing scheme would bring. Now, again, from your own reading, you... You often see things where people argue that we should, um, I don't know, stop stop using plastic. And they often have evidence about the potential savings of using, say, glass bottles. So we would save a lot of money. Okay, so potential savings. You're looking for some figures, really, for some statistics. And this is in paragraph C, and it says... That a white bicycle per person, per kilometre, would cost the municipality only 10% of what it contributed to public transport. So the cost would be very minimal. And you've even got the same tense there. The potential savings the scheme would bring, it would cost only a tenth of what they currently spend. So, that is in paragraph C. That is where he gives his argument and it is turned down. So, two of these statements are taken from paragraph C. In number 18, it says a reference to the problems a bike-sharing scheme was intended to solve. So, We have talked a lot about problems, but which paragraph did they introduce the problems that the scheme was supposed to solve? Well, it's a kind of background question, isn't it? Why did they start the scheme? So if you go back right to the start, paragraph F, where it said it was an answer to... um, They believed the scheme was an answer to the threats of air pollution and consumerism. Those are the two problems that the scheme was supposed to, intended to solve. And that is paragraph A right at the start. Okay, so the statements are done. Let's look now at the next set of questions where you choose two statements from five. And it says, which two of the following statements are made in the text about the Amsterdam bike-sharing scheme of 1999? Now, that date is essential. We know that the whole text is chronological, starting in 1965. So you completely ignore paragraphs A, B, C, D, then In the middle of D, you you see that number 1999, and that's where you start looking. So, the tricks will come, for example, in A, it was initially opposed by a government department. Yes, it was, the first 1965 scheme, but now we're looking at the 1999 scheme. So, that's where the tricks will come. You've got to focus only on 1999. So, statement B says, it failed when a partner in the scheme withdrew support. Um and as we talked about, the, the bank, I think, wasn't it? The bank that was sponsoring the chip, um, the business partner lost interest. Yes, the biggest blow came when Postbank decided to abolish the chip card because it wasn't profitable. The chip card was pivotal to the system. To continue the project, we would have needed to set up another system, but the business partner had lost interest. So, that is definitely related to the 1999 paragraph. It's paragraph E, actually. Paragraph F goes to 2002. So, you only need to look in those two paragraphs. Um, C, it aimed to be more successful than the Copenhagen scheme. No, it doesn't say that at all. D, it was made possible by... A change in people's attitudes. Now, what did we talk about? People had become more environmentally conscious. That's it. That's the answer, really. Change in people's attitudes. The last one is a trick. You can cross it out. It attracted interest from a range of bike designers. No, there's no real mention of bike designers. Um, testing bike racks, maybe the, the things which hold the bikes, but nothing about bike designers. So the two statements are that it failed when the bank withdrew support and it was possible because people's attitudes had changed. Questions 21 and 22, again, which two of the following statements are made in the text about Amsterdam today, that last word, Amsterdam today, you go straight to paragraph G. It starts in Amsterdam today. So, you just look at paragraph G, nothing else. Um, OK, the majority of residents would like to prevent all cars from entering the city. The last line says everybody longs for cities that are not dominated by cars, but it's not talking about Amsterdam residents. It's talking general about you and me. B, there is little likelihood of the city having another bike-sharing scheme. Um. Well, again, the only thing they say is that they it's not as popular because people have their own bikes, but it doesn't say it won't have another bike-sharing scheme. Um, see, more trips in the city are made by bike than any other form of transport. Well, we saw 38% of tri- trips are made by bike. Um, so we don't really know, we can't say that it's more than any other form of transport. It could be maybe 50% of people travel by train. We don't know. So that leaves us with D and E. D, a bike-sharing scheme would benefit residents who use public transport. And yes, he said, people who travel on the underground don't carry their bikes with them but often they need additional transport to reach their final destination. So, yes, it would benefit them because they'd be able to get off the public transport and then get a bike to wherever they were going. So, it would benefit residents. And I'm I'm highlighting that because of this um, advantages and disadvantage essay that we're doing in the Members Academy, where I talk about how you can use conditionals to talk about possible advantages. And here, we know the word benefit as a noun. We often say the benefits and the drawbacks are synonyms for advantages and disadvantages. But I rarely see people using it as a verb. And here, you can see as a verb, it would benefit residents, meaning it would help them. Finally, E, the city has a reputation as a place that welcomes cyclists. And yes, it is regarded as one of the two most cycle-friendly capitals in the world. So, it is regarded as means it has a reputation. And uh, cycle-friendly, nice word, like we say, environmentally friendly, it's a nice synonym if you're answering that question about um, whether bicycles are better than buses. You could argue at the end that we need more cycle friendly um, streets, maybe. It's a nice expression. Okay, finally, the gap fill. Now, the gap fill is pretty easy, it goes right back to the paragraph A and B, really. Um, how do you know? Well, the first line has got this capital letter. Dutch group Provo, which you find in the first line, it says the people, and and it says the first bike sharing scheme was the idea of Dutch group Provo. So, you know, you're going right back to paragraph A. The people who belonged to this group were something. Now, what can go in that gap? Either an adjective, so they were kind, or a thing, they were teachers, for example. So, straight to the start, it was a a group of Dutch activists who wanted to change society. You're only allowed one word, The, the answer is activists, plural, of course. They were concerned about damage to the environment and about something. So they were concerned about two things. We've had this before when it says maybe both something and something. You're looking for two things. And it says the perceived threats of air pollution and consumerism. So synonym for air pollution is damage to the environment So the answer is consumerism. Again, like vandalism, it's a noun form and very useful to use in your writing. As well as painting some bikes white, they handed out something. Phrasal verb again, they handed out. Synonym, they distributed leaflets describing the dangers of cars. So they handed out leaflets that condemned the use of cars. Leaflets is plural, of course. Coming up to the last one, it's an easy one. You could answer this now without me even reading the passage for you. However, the scheme was not a great success. Almost as quickly as Provo left the bikes around the city, the something took them away. Who took the bikes away? The police were opposed to Provo's initiatives, and almost as soon as the white bikes were distributed around the city, they removed them. They removed them. Who is they? The police.